Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. I still have a cold. And I'm still by myself. Because Mo had other things to attend to that she could not get out of. Hey, I also didn't have anybody to fill in for Mo at the last minute. So, it's just me blasting my snot-filled nose into your radios. I will stop singing now. I've realized that this has been a terrible mistake. Coming up on today's show, which wolf wins? Plus, the latest news, random facts, and more. Uh, first, it is October 8th, and we got a few holidays to celebrate. It is American Touch Tag Day. Uh, touch Tag. Touch Tag. I'm assuming that just means tag. Probably should have looked this up. I'm going to look it up. Let's Google. Come along with me into the world of Google. All right, American Touch Tag Day celebrates the traditional... Yeah, okay, tag. I mean, is there a tag that's not touch tag? Why isn't it just called tag? I don't know. Maybe if they wrote American Tag Day, people would think it meant luggage tags. I don't know. Anyway, tag. Tag was fun. I played freeze tag. That was the big tag when I was a kid. Freeze tag. You get tagged and and you're frozen. I think. I think that's how you played it. I don't remember. I think so. It's also World Octopus Day. Uh, I have no funny quips about octopi, so let's move on. And then it's also National Fluffernutter Day. Fluffernutter is a sandwich... That is made with peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. And I have never had one. I've never had one. It sounds gross. I don't... I mean, I don't have marshmallows too often. When I do, it's typically, you know, by themselves. Either uh, uh, burned to a crisp or... I guess you would say raw. (laughs) Right out of the bag. (laughs) Uh, marshmallow, when I think of like, you know, spreadable marshmallow stuff, I'm thinking of s'mores, you know, you think of that with chocolate and graham cracker. The idea of like a marshmallow flavor with peanut butter, like mentally grosses me out. It could be amazing. And I'm sure it is. Many people love fluffernutter sandwiches. Uh, I've just always had some sort of mental block, but I've also never really come across one. In the wild, you know, like I've never been to a potluck and there've been fluffernutter sandwiches, so I I don't think I'd ever buy the stuff to make them at my house, and I think that's the main reason because I think I'm not gonna like them and then I'll have all this extra marshmallow fluff that I don't know what to do with. But if I came across one at a potluck or a finger food thing, I bet I'd try it. I bet I'd try it. Just it's weird. The news. Men have lower comprehension than women when using a digital Bible compared to a print edition, even though they are more likely to finish a Bible reading plan using an electronic version, according to a new study. (coughs) Pardon me. The study in the Journal of Religion, Media, and Digital Culture found that women retain as much as, uh, sorry, women retain as much with a Bible app as they do with a print Bible, while men retain less information with a Bible app. Christianity Today reported, uh, men, though, are more likely than women to finish Bible readings on an app. So it's a it's kind of a double-edged sword there. 
men are more likely to finish, uh, you know, going through like, you know, you know, U version usually has like little Bible studies or whatever, like a week long or something like that. Men are more likely to finish those than women are, but men don't retain as much through digital format. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I do not like using a digital Bible. Uh, like in church, you know, I'm going to use my, my real hard copy Bible. Uh, and I, I don't know why it is. And you know, this doesn't really delve into why, uh, but I, I feel like it's the fact that it's on a screen because I tend to take things on a screen less seriously, you know, you know, Saturday from stemming all the way from Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid, you know, screens are things. Screens are entertainment. Hardcover books are learning. You know, they're, 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 they're education. <laughs> and so that's why I don't like reading books on Kindle. Uh, I, I want hard copy books. And so I, I, I get it. At least from my standpoint, that makes sense, complete sense to me. As to why men wouldn't. Now, as to why women would, I don't know why that. You know, I don't know how that meshes with my theory. Um, women seem to have no have no difference between reading a digital Bible and a, a regular Bible in retaining that information. I don't know why that would be. Probably one of those things where men and women are just, you know, wired differently in the brain. Who knows? But very interesting. Very interesting study. Uh, next up, cats have a reputation for being aloof and independent. But a new study of the way domestic domestic <laughs> Damascus cats uh, Paul's cat the way domestic cats respond to their caregivers suggests that their social cognitive abilities and the depth of their human attachments may have been underestimated for all these years the findings reported in the journal current biology on September 23rd uh, might be the first to show that much like children and dogs pet cats form secure and insecure bonds with their human caretakers. Interesting. So they they only look like they don't care about you. I don't know. I feel I feel like they they do like cantankerous connections, cantankerous bonds. Um my father-in-law, they owned a cat and that cat made it a point to pee on my father-in-law's clothes all the time. That just doesn't seem like a, a cat that really wants to bond with you, you know? I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know that I trust cats. I feel like those cats uh, in that study might have been, you know, faking it to lure us into this false sense of security before they attack. Yeah. I don't trust you. I don't trust you, Current Biology <clears throat> magazine or journal, whatever you are. An Australian library shared an apology note from a patron who returned a book this week 25 years after its original due date. The Waverly Council Library said the copy of Philosophy for Beginners by Richard Osborne has been checked out, uh, had been checked out in 1994 and was due back the same year. It was only returned this week with a note of apology. <coughs> Goodness, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, note of apology, I'm returning this book from 1994, which has been in my bookshelf for far too long. The note reads, I'm really sorry I did not return it sooner. I have, sooner I have trouble letting things go. The library said it would not seek to collect late fees for the book, which would have amounted to $1,820.73 at the current rate. Wow. 
Well, when we come back, how the brain can recover from pornography addiction. But first, it is Indie Music Tuesday. So we're going to kick off this block of music with three songs from indie artists you might not even know you were missing. Stick around. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Back Row Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard and now you have too. Join us at BackRowRadio.com and stream online or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Back Row Radio, Christian music in every flavor. Welcome to the game show, For Heaven's Sake. Our first contestant is Frank Jones. Hi, Bob. Our second contestant is the Prince of Darkness himself, Satan. Hello, Bob. Okay, question number one. Frank, do you consider yourself a good person? Uh, I'm not perfect, but I think I'm pretty good. And Satan? Well, I'm not perfect, but I think I'm pretty good. That's my answer. You can't... Can he do that? Judges? Okay, we're tied. Question number two. Satan? Have you read the Bible? Many times, Bob. And Frank? Uh, I saw someone hold up a sign that said John 3.16 and I looked it up. Judges? That counts and we're still tied. Here's the final question. Satan, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Bob, I don't think I need to do that. Well, Frank, so far there's been no difference between your answers and Satan's. So, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Uh... the Back Row Morning Show here on this Tuesday morning. Glad to have you with me, Matt, alone here in the studio. We're going to kick it off with five random facts. Number one, in 1978, a student working a minimum wage job could pay for four years of college with no debt. 1978, that was not that long ago. No debt, minimum wage job, four years. What is going on with our current state of society? When you are in debt from your college education for the next 20, 30 years of your life. Man. Number two. Extroverted people are more likely to overlook typos and grammatical errors that often cause introverted people to negatively judge the person who made them. Uh, Yeah, I get that. I get that. Introverts tend to overanalyze uh, as one. I do that. I do that. So I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. Number three, the average adult rates their happiness at just 6.3 out of 10, according to a 2019 study. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, if you, uh, I'd say seven. So yeah, about that. 
Number four, childhood amnesia is the inability of adults to retrieve memories before the age of two to four. I think I have like three memories from that period. And that's it. Whole two years of my life, I really don't remember. And lastly, eating dark chocolate while working can help improve concentration. It can also reduce stress and boost your memory. A 2011 study found that it can even improve your reaction time. So, yeah, dark chocolate, baby. Gonna give me a bag of them Hershey's dark chocolates. Dirky chocolates. News, Amazon is taking its smart home assortment to the next level. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. A series of new products announced last week. The retailer just launched 10, 10 new Echo and smart home devices at its Amazon devices event including its new wireless earbuds, a 4-in-1 microwave, an air fryer, uh, a colorful Echo Glow light. Uh, Amazon will keep the innovations going with more products launching this fall through 2020, which will include the Echo Loop, which is that Alexa-enabled smart ring, which is really weird. And it looks too bulky. It looks too bulky for me to use. I don't know. I don't think it'll be something I get. But also Alexa-enabled glasses labeled Echo Frames. That seems dope. I saw the video for it and like, oh, it looks cool. It looks really cool. I don't know. I might be trying those. Uh, they also released a dog tracker dubbed the Ring Fetch. Uh, yeah, a lot of interesting things. And they just they keep coming, man. They keep coming. Amazon Amazon seems to be the place to be for the smart home technology right now. I know Google Home is trying to trying to, you know, make headway. I don't know. I think Amazon's the way to go. I think it's I think it's the it's the it's the the prime <laughs> the prime service. That was unintentional. <laughs> uh, mm. The only issue I have with Amazon is that that Disney Plus channel's coming out next month, and it still ain't going to be on Amazon products. You can't get it on, like, the Fire Fire Stick or Fire TV, and that's what we have. We're going to have to buy a whole new TV with Roku on it or something so we can get Disney Plus. Man, come on, Amazon. Make a deal. Make a deal. Get it. Get that Disney Plus. All right. Topic today. Four studies that prove porn addicted brains can return to normal. So uh, I guess we'll do a, uh, a disclaimer, an extra bonus disclaimer here that uh, this topic is about, you know, sensitive stuff, adult adult stuff. So if you don't want your young kiddos hearing this, turn it off for the next uh, 10 minutes or so. And the music will be back on after that. Um, but yeah, we're going to, as someone who's struggled with this for, for many, many years of my life, uh, I, I really enjoy reading about this and we don't talk about it too often since we switched from a podcast to a morning show, uh, because, you know, we try and be a little bit more family friendly, but this, this, uh, this article really kind of blew me away. It's very interesting. <clears throat> so the first, the first study, this is this, this article comes from fight the new drug, but it's actually sourced from four different like medical studies. So the first study comes from uh, uh, 
Norman Dioge, I believe is how he's put Dioge. Uh, and it's called uh, a study called The Brain That Changes Itself. And it t teaches you that once porn is left behind, the brain pathways it created will start to fade. And so this comes, this is, this is where we, we got the title of the show from today, uh, Which Wolf Wins? This comes from that, you know, old kind of proverb thing. There are two wolves who are always fighting, one in darkness and despair, the other is light and hope. The question is, which wolf wins? The answer is the one that you feed. And so this is, uh, you know, garbage in, garbage out. That's essentially what this is saying. <coughs> um, and uh, as you as you use pornography, the longer and longer that you use this uh, on the regular basis, you do create new mental pathways that connect things in weird ways. You also create new neural receptors to uh, to take all the take in all the dopamine that you're creating it kind of works like nicotine like you know when, when you're smoking nicotine you know your brain doesn't really need a whole lot of nicotine flooding its system and so when you smoke you flood your brain with the chemical and so in order to process it it has to essentially grow new receptors to process all that nicotine that's why when you stop smoking even briefly you start to feel like you're dying because what's happening is that as those neural receptors are no longer needed to process, they do start dying off and your brain interprets that as you dying. And so you crave, it's even worse for like, you know, drugs, you know, coming down on, on, uh, what's, what's the, what's the word? I've lost the word withdrawals. That's the word having withdrawals. And eventually you get to a point where you're fine because they all die off and, and uh, your brain starts functioning a little bit more normally than it did before and uh, it doesn't think you're dying anymore and you recover. But it often is a very long process, long painful process. That's why those nicotine patches are so successful because they gradually give you less and less. And so they're kind of dying off but at a slower rate so your brain doesn't interpret it as freaking out and you can kind of wean yourself off of it. Uh, I'm not sure that works for everything. Uh, but I do know it works for nicotine. And I believe it also kind of works that way with pornography, that you can <clears throat> kind of wean yourself off of it if you're really addicted to it. Um, and so that's what they say here. They say that if you turn the tables, <clears throat> uh, instead of feeding your pornography addiction, uh, if you turn the tables and start feeding yourself with more positive things, uh, the porn will begin to fade away. The urge for it will begin to fade away. As positive influences are built into consumers' lives, they gain more and more distance from pornography. The pathways in the brain uh, that tell consumers that they need it will start to shrink. It will be slow, but it will happen. And so I've known, you know, in in this process, you know, when I was back row Baptist, when I was when I was back row Baptist on Twitter. Originally, when I first started, I was completely anonymous. Nobody knew who I was, and I stayed that way. I wanted it to be that way. But I knew I had this testimony that God had given me of being, you know, going nearly as far as somebody addicted to pornography can go and being, you know, saved from that. And so I had this testimony. And so one, God told me, you know, I had gained like 14,000 followers really quick. God told me that is 14,000 people people potential ears who could hear this testimony 
And I said, I don't, you know, I, I argued with God. I don't want to give up my, my, uh, anonymity here. I don't want to give up this confidentiality. I want to be able to just have fun with this. I don't want to turn this into something bigger, but God convinced me that this was important. And so I was afraid and I was afraid that people were going to stop following me. And I'm sure a few people did, but not in mass droves like I was fearing. But ever since then, I, I released my testimony online. I came clean with who I was, shared my full testimony. And I have had so many people since then. This is several years ago now. So many people since then who told me that they needed to hear that. Who told me that they thought that they were going to be stuck in this forever like I did. And that this was the hope. This testimony gave them the hope to keep trying. And that's exactly what testimonies do. They show you what God has done in someone else's life in a similar situation as yours to let you know that it is possible. I'm nothing special. Jesus is special. Jesus is what brought me out of that. And through the recovery process, we learn exactly what this is talking about. Feed yourself with better things and the desire for the garbage crap will start to fade. Number two, this comes from a study by uh, N.M. Avina and P.V. Rada <clears throat> called uh, Cholangeric Modulation of Food and Drug Satiety and Withdrawal. Uh, when a brain that has become accustomed to chronic overstimulation stops getting that overstimulation, neurochemical changes in the brain start happening, and as a result, many users report withdrawal symptoms symptoms. So this is exactly what I was talking about. This is where that comes from. It might sound bad, but it's actually very good. Uh, it's like, it's like a bodybuilder. You know, when you, when you're going and you're building muscle, you know how you build, you know how that works, right? If to build muscle, to get your muscles to be bigger and stronger, what you're actually doing when you go to the gym and lift weights is you are tearing your muscles apart. You are tearing into them. So that it will grow back bigger and stronger. And that's where that burn comes from. You're, you're essentially destroying your muscles so they'll be better. And that's what you're doing here. That's what withdrawal does. It is destroying a little bit of your brain so it'll grow back bigger and stronger and without the desires that it had before, without the addiction that was in there. Withdrawal symptoms can be frustrating. But it means the brain's changing. It's evidence of, of growth. It's evidence of, of a better future. Former consumers have found that when they approach their withdrawal symptoms with this type of positivity, they find the process less powerful and shorter. It's a win-win to endure the pain in order to break free. And I know some of you out there might not be understanding what I'm talking about. Said, I thought we were talking about pornography. Yes, we are. I know uh, 80% of men have looked at pornography in the last three months, I think, and 60% of women. But about half of those feel like they're addicted to it. Not everybody is addicted to pornography, even if they use it occasionally. They look at it occasionally. It doesn't mean you're addicted. 
but more and more people are becoming so. Especially since it's becoming, it is now easier than ever. I'm not sure it could get any easier than it is now to get pornography. It's in your pocket at any given time on your phone. Used to, you know, you'd have to put on a trench coat and a fake mustache and go down to the video store, you know, or something like that. Go down to the newspaper stand all the way to the back room, you know, stuff like that. Stuff that I have done in the past. I never wore a fake mustache, but, you know, that was the that was the way it used to be. <clears throat> there was a little bit of shame involved. A little bit of risk. You had to go out and, and risk getting caught. Now there's no risk. Almost. Almost no risk. It's easier than ever to get away with it. And that means it's easier than ever to get dependent on it. So this is happening more and more often, both to men and women, of using pornography so much that it becomes a dependency. It becomes a drug. And yes, when you try to quit it, you will likely have withdrawal symptoms. But they're a good thing. Power through them. Surround yourself with people that can you know, watch you, keep you accountable until you get through it. So you don't run back to it. Do whatever you can to fight through it and get past it. Whew. Pretty heavy already, huh? We're going to take a break. That was the first two. Uh, we're going to do, we're going to talk about the last two points, the last two studies uh, in the next hour. So stick around for that. Uh, two more ways uh, the brain changes. But first, it's time for Love Thy Nerds Critical Hit. And after that, it's Indie Music Tuesday. We'll kick it off with three indie Christian hits for bands you may have never heard of, but might just be your new favorites. For now, Love Thy Nerds Critical Hit. Take it away, Hector. Hey, everyone. This is the Love Thy Nerd Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. So lately I've been playing Gears of War 5, which if I'm honest is one of my favorite installments in the Gears of War franchise. The fact that it's an Xbox exclusive obviously limits its playability with some, but Gears to me has always been this series that I thought was worth my time. When Gears of War 4 rolled around, I was a little suspect at the concept of jumping forward in the future and playing with the next generation of COG kids. Uh, you know, having Marcus Phoenix's son being a main character just felt a little strange and I honestly didn't know if I, if I was down with it. But now that we're two games deep into this next generation franchise, I actually enjoy it and it feels organic. Because there's something true and valuable in the idea of passing on to the next generation. Passing on what you have, what you've learned, what you've experienced to the next generation and to people that can carry out the same things that you've hoped for and dreamed for and loved. And Marcus and that generation passing on their wisdom from the cogs, not just in their successes but in their failures is something I've really enjoyed experiencing. 
because that's what scripture teaches us to do as well. Second Timothy 2.2 says, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Paul is telling Timothy, the stuff I've taught you, you need to pass on to others. And you need to pass on to others the things that I've taught you. You need to keep finding people that you can trust to keep this going. And, you know, the whole idea of Gears of War passing on their story to a next generation that can keep the franchise going. I I love that. And realistically, we are the products of previous generations that have passed on to us something so valuable. It's up to us to keep that going. Not only should we believe it and live it out ourselves, but we should be actively passing on what God has shown us and done in our lives to the generation to come. Want you to know that Love Thy Nerd exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors through thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community. Check out our website at lovethynerd.com our thriving Facebook community where you can interact on a daily basis. We have several podcasts, one of which I host, and we're active on all the socials. You can also check me and my book series out over at Faith and Fandom on Facebook. Backrow Morning Show here on Backrow Radio and only Backrow Radio. My name is Matt and I am your host for today. Mo is out this week, so it's just me in the studio and I hope that's enough for you. We got some news. If Granny Smith apples are a little too tart for you and for your liking, and you find Gala's a little too sugary, a new apple is coming to the market later this year and it promises to be just the right mix of tangy and sweet. Coming to stores in December, the Cosmic Crisp Apple is already generating a lot of buzz. That's because it's been in development for over two decades. Grown and bred by Washington State University's tree fruit breeding program, the Cosmic Crisp is a cross between Enterprise and Honeycrisp apples, but they look more like Red Delicious, and they will be a good blend of the, the tart, kind of sour apple and the sweet galas. Which I think would be great. I mean, I I do not like gala apples all that much. I mean, I'll eat it, eat one occasionally, but I do believe they're too sweet, too sugary. I do love green apples, Granny Smith apples, but after like two or three of them in a week, it gets to be a little too much. The tartness gets to be a little too much. So I think I'm all on board for the Cosmic Crisp, guys. That sounds fantastic. Uh, that sounds like a, uh, like a, what, Sour Patch Kid? Sour than sweet, you know? Uh, it's weird. I never really noticed, and I'm sure this has happened throughout my whole life, but I never really thought of making a new fruit, you know? You think of 
fruits is something that the planet makes. <laughs> you know, plants make these. We don't make these. I never really thought about, you know, like crossbreeding different plants and ever. But then again, you know, I did know like carrots. Carrots, there are a hundred different colors of carrots. We don't always make orange carrots, but that's something like we've bred into them to always be orange. Uh, commercially anyway. So yeah, that's weird. I like it though. I like it. It'll be fun. I can't, I cannot wait to try a new apple. Uh, all right. So jumping into our topic from last hour, uh, we're talking about an article from fight the new drug called, uh, the, these four studies show how porn obsessed brains can heal over time. Uh, the third study we'll jump into comes from, uh, Douglas Lisley and Alan Goldhammer. Uh, it's called The Pleasure Trap. And uh, it maintains that the brain can regain sensitivity to healthy everyday activities. One of the main parts of your brain that's affected by uh, porn consumption is the reward center. Uh, basically what happens is when the center is overused, what results is, uh, which results in it producing less of the happy chemicals when it's overused, the you know dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline, uh, and also becoming less responsive to them, uh, that makes more stimulation, uh, or that means it, it takes more stimulation anyway, uh, to make a porn consumer feel good. So essentially what this is saying is that the more you use it, the more you need it. It's, it's progressive. And this is something that I've always said. It's progressive. Uh, and so with porn consumers, uh, initially this starts, most people, most, at least men anyway, who get into pornography, don't start with like the hardcore stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, by the way, just another <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> we're talking about adult things here on the show this morning. If you don't want your kids hearing it, uh, turn it off, come back in 15 minutes. All right. <sighs> so most people who start with pornography don't. Uh, start with the hardcore stuff. They usually start with, you know, just, you know, playboy type stuff, you know, just images of models, essentially. And infrequent use. But as your brain starts getting more and more used to the chemical rush that it gets, uh, it needs more to be satisfied. And so that often starts with, you know, more usage, more and more usage. Uh, but eventually that will translate into more and more taboo material. You'll go into hardcore stuff, then you'll go into weird stuff. And sometimes bad stuff, and sometimes illegal stuff. Because it gets a different rush, it gives you a different uh, level of uh, pleasure center stuff. You know, it's, 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 a, it's quite literally a drug. You don't make good decisions because you're under the influence of a drug at that point. But consumers can start to connect to positive things in life that will actually support their physical, emotional, mental, and social health. These connections might start off small, but they will grow and eventually replace those old neural pathways. So you can get to the point where you don't need that. Uh, <coughs> where you don't feel like you need this, this massive rush. But again, that's going to take a withdrawal thing like we talked about last hour. Lastly, uh, this is a long one here, 
This comes from several people, and they're all <laughs> names that are going to be hard to pronounce. Sugju Kim, In Kyun Liu, Joek Huang, Ain Chung, Young Hoon Sung, Jahyun Kim, Do Hoon Kwan, Ki Hyun Cheng, and Perry Renshaw. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, their article. Prefrontal, gray matter changes in short-term and long-term abstinent methamphetamine abusers. Addiction can cause uh, harmful changes in the brain, the most common of which is the frontal lobe shrinkage. And so research indicates that damaged frontal lobes can recover once constant overstimulation stops. This is a big problem because the frontal lobes of the brain are the part that deals primarily with choice, logic, and reasoning. Uh, this change is one of the main reasons scientists believe compulsions and addictions can become so powerful. It's like uh, consumers are missing a part of their brain that helps them make healthy choices. That's why frequent consumers, uh, consumers of pornography, even the ones that want to quit, keep returning to those unwanted behaviors. And this is not just for pornography, but for everything. That's why. <clears throat> The more we use it, the less we're able to actually make a healthy choice because we're destroying the part of our brain that makes healthy choices. The silver lining is it does grow back. Like anything, it takes time for the frontal lobes to recover, but daily victories will make a big difference in the long run. So even if, even if you're relapsing, even if, you're, if you're, you're screwing up every now and then, even if you fall back into bad habits for a, a short season, the more and more you go uh, clean. The more and more clean time you have, the better it's going to be. The quicker your frontal lobe is going to grow back. So if you, you know, the way it started off with me is I actually did really good for a whole year and then I screwed up. And so after that, it was a process of I would make it a few days and then I'd screw up. I'd make it a, a week, I'd screw up. Two weeks, I'd screw up. A month, I'd screw up. Two months, I'd screw up. But the process would always give me more and more time between my screw-ups, between my relapses. Until eventually, I didn't relapse ever again. I'm coming up on 10 years, I think, by next June. I'm in my ninth year of clean time from pornography. And it's fantastic. And there's nothing in the world right now that could convince me to go back to it. Now, it is very similar to... Uh, like alcoholics is, you know, they always say like once, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, which means you should abstain from alcohol for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah. I don't think that I could just casually look at pornography. You know, if we just, that's taking the spiritual religious, uh, rule out of it. You know, obviously it's ungodly, but there are many people who think it's fine, even Christians who think it's 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 fine, or or at very least preferable to like premarital sex or something like that. It's always bad, guys, and it'll ensnare you quicker than a hiccup. And so, I don't mess with it. I don't mess around with it. I'm not gonna go casually look one day, because I know that I could fall right back into that trap doesn't take much to ensnare you and it takes so much to get out of it but it's worth it 
If you are struggling with pornography and you need help, I encourage you to find a Celebrate Recovery in your area. They are all over and there's more popping up every day. Celebrate Recovery is a Christian 12-step recovery uh, program for all habits, hangups, and hurts. And so you might go there and you might feel out of place at first. Uh, That's okay. You're going there for you. But I'm willing to bet if you find yourself in a Celebrate Recovery, you're going to find a few other people that are there. Because honestly, most men deal with this, at least to a degree. And so even though there might be a lot of men at a program that are there for other reasons, they're also there for that. They just might not know it. (coughs) So I would encourage you to get help. Get it done. Get free. Stop letting this uh, have free reign in your brain, man. Because it changes you into a worse person. Changes the way you think about women. Changes the way you think about others. Changes the way you think about yourself. It changes the way you think about a healthy sexual relationship. It can ruin your your marriage. It can ruin your future marriage. Because of what it's taught you. Get clean of that stuff, man. Break free. You know how you do that? You surrender that. You surrender that at the foot of the cross. And that's a process. I don't know anybody who's been able to just drop it and walk away. It's a process. And it's a process that's laid out in the Bible. That's what Celebrate Recovery helps us to discover. So go check it out. Go to uh, CelebrateRecovery.com. They have a group finder there. Put in your address. Search your location. I'm willing to bet you'll find one within a 20, 30 mile radius. All right. Well, kind of heavy subject. Let's uh, end it there. Stick around. Uh, We're going to be going into another music break here. It's Indie Music Tuesday. We're going to kick off this next music break with three indie Christian hits. And when we come back at the end of the hour, we'll close out the show. The Back Row Dance Party. Two hours of the best Christian dance, electronic, and EDM. Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on Back Row Radio. morning show here on this Tuesday morning. We're about to close out the show with your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Isaiah 43, 11 and 12. I, even I am the Lord and apart from me, there is no savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. 
Your thought for the day comes from Paul David Tripp. Commit yourself to trust that the Lord always gives you what is best, even when it seems like your plans for you are better than his. That is it for today. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific. Encore at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Podcast is available in the afternoon uh, on BackerRadio.com. You can find us on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, uh, that other one, iTunes, <laughs> or Apple Podcasts. I don't know what they're calling themselves now. Oh, man. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Backrow Radio. Join us for our laughter-inducing Facebook community uh, called Backrow Baptist Church. You can get there easily by going to brbchurch.com. That is it for the show. Final word for the day, don't live in bondage. That's it for today's show. If you need us, I'll be in the back. Bye.